Hey man, so let me introduce you to my boy Lo. How you doing? This is Dom. Lo. Dom. Nice to meet you. Dom is my boy Ben's brother who uh like used to be my neighbor when I lived out in Colorado and he's fucking hardcore chef that works in downtown, like downtown Denver, all the big badass fucking city restaurants and shit. Nice. When I first met you, you worked at uh, like that a steakhouse down there, didn't you? I think I was doing Jack's when I met you. I was doing a fish house at the time. Fish the oyster, oyster bar. Yeah. Were you popping? So, were you shucking oysters and shit like that constantly? I, I, I mean, I did it all, you know, but I was mostly, mostly on the grill and saute, you know, but, uh, the shuck, the shuck life was is interesting out there. The shuck life, man. <laughs> are you are you a pretty proficient shucker? I can shuck. I got my shuck knife. I got my little special knife. I got like a my little blue, my little blue. I like to call it. Is it a, is it a sharp? Is it sharp? Like a sharp one? <laughs> yeah, those are the ones I like. Some of these cats, everyone has their own different shuck knife. You know, everyone likes their own different style, but. Yeah, yeah. I worked with a chef when I first got here, where I met Lowe at this place called Brick and Barrel. And he busted out his shuck knife, and he was all super proud of it because it was like sharp. He's like, "No, if you don't know how to do this shit, don't use my knife because you're gonna fucking impale yeah. your hand." You know, so you're yeah. Gonna fuck yeah. yourself up. You know. Oh yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, I you know you get like a nice little like uh, what's it called a little like shuck tattoo around like your right side of your palm or it depends what hand you shuck with but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you know i mean i heard if you shuck too much you go blind dude <laughs> yeah i got i got one cat one homie he's uh he's from louisiana and he was a shucking master he used to time himself this fool would time himself shucking oysters no shit yeah, yeah like, it was good he was down to like two seconds an oyster like no, but, matter, I mean, those no are, matter what, like even the fucking aren't aren't there always fucking trouble oysters, man? I'm not a super uh, sucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they have like the big ones, like the big fat ones. I, man, it, I haven't worked there in a long time. It escapes me. But yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah, one time we had this big one, and it's like the size of your forearm, like the size of your damn forearm, dude. Holy shit! And like, I took, I couldn't pop it. Like I had to have someone else come over there. They couldn't pop it. I had like a third dude. He's like, finally, was like, after we all whittled it down. And like this, this one, I don't know if she was like Japanese or Korean or something, but they get down with oysters, man. And she just took down the entire thing, like whoop, in one goal. No problem. Hey, nothing was like, if you ever see, if you ever see her again, give her my number. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> sounds interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll keep it in. I'll keep it in mind, man. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I tell her I don't have the big oysters, but I got good oysters. You know? I was just like, God <laughs> damn. We, we were all just like sitting there like, what the, this lady just took it down. Like she wanted it. It's like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what you see out there in those, in those uh, oyster bars, man. You see some crazy folks like that. Oh, there's people, there are people that are into it. You know, yeah. there's people that live for that shit and they fucking like judge you. You know what I'm saying? How you do it. And you're <laughs> fucking, it's unreal, dude, dude. Everyone, everyone has their own way of doing it. And, uh, my bartender, one of my bartenders, he, cause he was like a shucking master too. He used to shuck him before all that. And, uh, he kind of, he told me kind of a good way to do it. You take an array of them, load them up. Cause I already kind of know what, already, you already kind of know what they taste like. If you, if you're experienced with it. Right. Yeah. You know? And then like, if you load them up, all of them just load them up all the same 
take them down the same. You can kind of like taste the differences between the sauce and the garlic or the horseradish or whatever in the mayo. It was pretty good. It was like, okay, interesting way of doing it. But I like taking my oysters just, I mean, if they're, if they're legit, then I'll just take them straight as because I, I want that splash of the ocean, you know. But yeah, I do. If not, if not, if they're like some Chesapeake Bay or something like that, you'd be like, all right, load it up. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> Those are the ones you're going to grill. Like I bought for uh, for this event we did the other night. I bought a whole case of oysters out here for fifty bucks, bro. A whole case, oh, damn, dude. a whole case, and and they're actually pretty fucking tasty. But right. what we What's... did, what we did with them was we grilled them, dude. Like. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know where they're from. I mean, it was just like, I asked the guy, I'm like, you got oysters? He's like, and I'm like, you ever seen like clerks where the lady's like, where are the new releases with the fucking lights just shining? Yeah. <laughs> that was me. I was like, literally had my foot on the oyster cases or whatever, but they're only like, it was 50 bucks. I bought what was the took, count. What was it? What was the head count on it? You know, I think it was like 45 oysters in there. Uh, that's good. Yeah, that's dude, good. It was a great deal, man. Like, I mean, like my boss isn't even mad that we barely moved them. Like, it's only fifty bucks, you know. Like, so what we've uh, been doing, I've been doing is on that night and then post what I did that on that night, I did uh, grilled oysters, and I know, stole Drago's recipe online, you know, from New Orleans. Like, it was simple. It's just butter, yeah, garlic, and, a little nola butter. A little nola butter goes yeah, a long way, man. Yeah, People, yeah. I love that shit. And you I just still love f- fucking make it just fucking like the grill. <laughs> around it with flames and shit with all that butter and shit dude, dude yeah we used to have the the grill up jacks man yeah it, it used to be like it was like slept one of the burners like or whatever like the burners on the bottom you know has like one two three maybe four shoots the flames out yeah one of them was like bent it was like from like the intense heat so old and so it would just literally shoot flames like we like one dope ass hot spot on the grill, <laughs> and so like that's where that's where you would throw the oysters real quick because the shell would save it. But yeah. like one day, uh, my buddy, like the homie Victor, little badass motherfucker, he been he taught me everything I knew. Little Salvadorian, homie, bad v. motherfucker, bro, bad motherfucker. He got popped because the shells are so brittle. They pop pop to the heat, yeah. and so like the the, the food would be fighting back. Like he got popped <laughs> in the eye one time. He got popped in the eyeball one time. And he had to go to the ER across the street and workers comp and all that bullshit, but it was like, damn, it was, dude, it was, it was a good time, man. <laughs> that dude, that shit hurts. Burger Chief all the time when I was like cleaning my grill or whatever, like and scrubbing down the flat top, I got those little like white pepper flakes all over it and shit. Like everything would just burn and turn into like carbon. It seemed like oh, the chemicals yeah. on the flat top. And, and I would like fucking pop it or like do whatever. And I mean, probably a, a half a good half dozen times over the years, I would get like that hot little flake. That would land like right on that little mushy ball <laughs> on the inside of your eye right there. Every time yeah, it would just like right there onto that thing and just burn. Just, instant. Just there's instant, just nothing yeah. you can do. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. We have worse burns. All right. Worse burns. What you guys got? Oh, dude. I'll tell you what. I got a scar on my arm from when I was a kid and I worked at TGI Fridays right before culinary school. And I was just super loaded one morning doing baked potatoes, right? Just sheet pan after sheet pan coming out of the fucking uh, big old convection oven. And I was just so yeah. I was so baked, I like grabbed the last pan and I was like, do do do, just like probably singing songs in my head, all happy. And I went to, <laughs> went to use my left arm to close the convection grill, like the convection oven door, which is just as hot as the oven, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that door would stick, so it didn't move. So like, I went to hit it with my arm, and it, I just basically like seared my arm against it, and I could just <laughs> hear it sizzling and burning. And I had to just rip my arm away. That was in ni- yeah. ninety. Eight or ninety nine, 
and I still yeah. I still have a scar from it. But that's still not my that's still not not my worst burn, dude. In the early '90s, I worked at a place called the Windmill Rotisserie in Carmel, mouth of the valley, Carmel Valley. Open yeah. like huge rotisserie, beautiful restaurant. Open big open kitchen, like open to the point where like you could see almost my belly up where I was cooking. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, it damn. wasn't one of those where oh, you just damn. see my shoulders and we were display. Like we were the yeah. display and the kitchen was a display yeah. kitchen. And I was working the chef quit and I was working like by myself a lot. And fucking I pulled a pan out of the oven and I set it up on the fucking like prep table or whatever on the sandwich prep table. And I went to do something, and I went back to grab the pan. And, I mean, the thing was 500, you know, 500 degrees, whatever yeah. the other one was. Yeah. And I grabbed it, and, dude, there was just nothing I could do. I couldn't make a noise. I couldn't act like I burnt myself because 200 people are watching you do every move, right? <laughs> Don't cry. Don't cry. Oh, my God. I just set it back down and smiled and, like, put my hand yeah. right in my saute oil. There was nothing I could do. Like, you got to let it cook yeah. when you burn, right? You just yeah. let it cook. Um, I had a chef tell me that. He's like, the best thing to do is put it back in the heat. You put it right back in the heat is the best thing to do. Yep. 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 Then you won't fill it the rest of the shit. I'm yep. like, all right. You, there's, and then? there's not stopping it, man. You're not ice bath stopping that, you know? Uh, yeah, there's, there's, no going, there's no turning back at that point. Yeah. How about you, yeah. man? What's your worst burn? Shoot. Uh... I remember I went at Freddy Krueger one time. I was, like, cleaning the flat top. That one was pretty rough. <laughs> it's, like, fish oil, cleaning the fish oil off the flat top at the end of the night and not even thinking about it. And as I was scraping it, like a little, like, bench bench scraper, you know, or whatever. So, like, scraping it and then uh, push the oil down, hit the backsplash of the flat top, Not even, and I just saw it in slow motion. It was, like, a like a uh, tidal wave, a little, like, tidal wave. Oh, on, like, I tidal oil. That. Onto my fingertips is like onto my my knuckles. It's like whoosh, like all four of my hands. They went like they went Freddy Krueger, man. I had like oh. bubbles. All all of them were all bubbled up. Like Freddy Krueger for a minute, but it's pretty much good now. <laughs> that was a little, that was a while back. No yeah. no scarring, nothing like that. Uh, nothing too crazy. A couple, but nothing crazy. Nothing too crazy. How about you, Lo? What's your worst? Ah, uh, one of yeah. my one of my chef buddies, fucking asshole. And he laughs about it to this day, but uh, we were working, and apparently I didn't hear him say behind. He said it like three times. So he grabbed a saute pan and come up behind me and just puts the motherfucker like right on my arm. Oh. <laughs> That's, that scar you see right there from yeah. five feet between us? Yeah. Look, in that, a dark room? In a dark room, that scar right there. That's motherfucker just comes up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, ah, that shit never, burned. It's literally burned into us. It's ingrained into us. And he's like, I said behind. I was like, you're right. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the weird ones that you get like on food trucks and weird shit, dude. Like when you're cooking just in t-shirts and shorts on, you know, Colorado summer. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. I've burned my hip, like where your belt line goes, and my belly, like on the flat top, like just leaning forward to get something like over, like say where the salamander would be, even yeah. like, have one or whatever. Like you burn it there if you've ever done that, like reaching up with like a hot saute pan on saute, like you burn your belly. The worst one, the yeah. worst one I ever did though on Burger Chief, dude. I was wearing like swim trunks and flip flops one day, like I normally would do. Like, and I leaned forward. Proper attire for working dude, in the kitchen. I leaned forward and had to like pop up and get this like bread that was falling. And I mean, like through my shorts, I didn't burn it, burn it, but 
I mean, I got my dick a little. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you got tiger stripes you, on your dude, dick now? Dude. like, wow, this tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> dude, there's nothing worse. Like, when you're not used to burning an area, like, your belly, it hurts worse than your hands to burn, right? Oh, yeah, it's just like getting a tattoo or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. just heat your dick up to about 300 degrees through fabric, dude. That's the worst. Like, if you're standing around a campfire or whatever. But I'm gonna, I'm, I, you guys made me think of the worst, I think the worst burns I've ever had in my life and this is so embarrassing but i'm gonna admit it when i was in culinary school i passed out with pop tarts in my like stay on like flip down toaster like flip down front door toaster you know so it wasn't like something you just drop toast in it pops up this was like a little mini oven on your on your counter yeah right? i had one of them yeah, yeah. i got yeah, one of the, yeah, i got yeah. one in the kitchen and you just turn it to on or toast it'll timer or it will just go right and i turned mine to go went out took a few bong hits and passed out with some pop tarts in there and I woke up my apartment in San Francisco, fucking like smoke billowing out of my kitchen, a fire alarm <laughs> going, right? So half asleep, super fucking stoned. Is still alive? Dude, yeah. I fucking, I fucking, dude, and you got, you got to love this too. This is like, I'm in the middle of culinary school. Like I'm like a junior quote unquote year, right? I oh, run, yeah. I run in and I flip the toaster down and you know, there's grates and like, you know, your cookware and your shit. So I know where to put my hands in my toaster that my hands miss the grate. And I can just slide shit out, right? Like you kind of reach through the metal. Well, I use both hands, half asleep, stone with smoke and fire alarms and crazy. And I whiffed it and I put all eight fingers, mm. no thumbs, but all eight fingers right through that molten hot lava fucking um, Pop Tart. It was like black little pucks until you poke through it, and then it was lava <laughs> that would just glue and suck into your pores on your fingers and shit. Slightly uh, overcooked, just dude, slightly overcooked. So yeah. here's what happened. Yeah, slightly. Just yeah, flip it, just flip it over. Just flip the other side. Just put some butter on it. Put butter. Yeah, yeah. Just scrape it. Scrape Make it, it with a, chipotle with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> Make a chipotle pop tarts, and everything will be good. So, yeah. dude. Hey, so all. Know. Yeah, it's true. Huh? They're blackened. <laughs> They're blackened pop tarts. It's. What they yeah, do in Europe? That reminds now. me of the salsa. Yeah, I got to talk about the salsa. Go ahead, go ahead, dude. I got to fuck. I had to go to culinary. Like so, first off, like so, I everything. I settled everything down. No more smoke. Everything was turned Ooh. off. I put my fingers, even though you shouldn't do it. It was just so painful. I put them under my sink and just let the cold water run. And I woke up an hour later, passed out there with my fingers running, and I pulled them out, and they were still just on fire, like ice cold <laughs> water for an hour. They were still on fire. So I woke up in the morning and I had to bandage eight out of 10 fingers, like completely, like we're talking like third degree burns and go to class. Yeah. And then I went to culinary school with like master chefs teaching me and they're like, Scott, what happened? That happened at work. And I'm like, no chef. It's always, is it always at home or is it not always at home? I swear. I swear. <laughs> I swear. It's cause you get too faded at the house and then, or the, what are the pad? And then it's always at the pad. I swear. It's always I swear. at the pad, dude. You, you don't fucking crash your car on a road trip. You crash it with like in your neighborhood. Right. So yeah. Within the first five miles of your house. Yeah. That's it, yeah. man. Yeah, true that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, it always keeps going. Well, that reminds me, like you were talking about, we were talking about that burnt pop tart, man. And uh, we had this salsa. I just this spot I just recently just left from. It's called uh, the Chiva, the Chiva sauce. And uh, we used to have it on the hot sauce flight with two other sauces, but this one you'd essentially take habaneros, serranos, jalapenos, all the good stuff, and just literally just cook it down and like corn oil and just cook it all the way down for like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. 
And these fools did fuck it up. They would like blast it on the because it has to turn black, and it looks like that. Uh, basically, it turns black, man. Like you just char all the fucking peppers, you burn the fuck out of them, and then you blend it up with all that oil. It has like this like char chili taste, super fucking spicy, insane spicy. It's like almost feel those habaneros and serranos, but huh. but they would they would fuck it up, man. They would like anyways. It was like yeah, it just reminds me of, like that that dark. So that wait, dark, dark so burnt, you would take flavor. you would take like three or four different types of hot peppers and just macerate them forever and like turn them into jelly. Nah, I mean like you, you essentially just like char the fuck out of them in the oil, like throw them in a pot. Okay, a little like a little pot, real quick, a little bit of oil. I think it was like five hundred grams habaneros, like three hundred grams jalapenos, like two hundred grams serrano, something like that. Damn, a little bit, a little bit of garlic here and there, and and then you'd like finish it once it was, but. You would toss it with the corn oil, throw it on the burner, and just cook that shit down. You had to have a lid on it, bro. You had to have a lid on it because if you did not have a lid, burn your eyes, huh? Well, yeah, that and like we, we like these idiots. They they go to they would go and check it. They'd fucking go and check it. They pull a whole entire lid off. Literally, it's like mustard gas. We like gas the entire restaurant. We gas the entire restaurant next to us that has the same exact ventilation <laughs> system as us. And they guess like, the entire, the entire, yeah, the restaurant next to us had to shut down because it was that bad. They were like, they're like, yo, they're like, we can't serve our customers. Like it's coming through the vents. It was like, they're crying on the way in. <laughs> dude, it was, it's gnarly. It's gnarly. Like oh, to cook that so sauce, annoying. nobody wanted to cook it. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll cook it. I don't give a shit. Dude, those <laughs> are the ones like, you see people wearing like ski goggles wear, you know, doing that shit. No, legit. No, legit. Like, seriously, like, I learned, to, like, oh, we'll just take it out back in the parking lot. Open it We used to take it out back in the parking lot and pull the lid off and let it cool down. And once it cooled down, then you can emulsify everything together, you know? Like, Dude, but, man, you fucking need to cook that shit while you cook. I love the smell of uh, Chiba sauce in the morning, man. Well, yeah. it was better. It was better when it was snowing outside because it would cool down faster. So you get, the, <laughs> get it done faster. So it depends on how much snow you got, how fast your prep time is going to go with that one. It's like it's got to cool down. It's got to cool down outside. You got to keep a lid on it, but like you don't want anything going into it. But like you know, so there's definitely what, no. <laughs> Go ahead. So what would Go ahead. you do? Strain, strain the oil out from there, and then emulsify that into something. Yeah, so you'd strain it out, and then like you would slowly like pour the oil in, like slowly emulsify it together, essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. just so it wouldn't break too bad. But uh, so we do something like that in my restaurant with a bunch of Korean spices, and uh, and then we take like simmer Korean spices in um, like canola oil, you know, or some sort of oil, mm-hmm. and then um, but you can't burn it. You got to get it dark, but don't burn it, right? And you can use it two times, I think. Like so, I'll use it, strain it, use it, strain it, throw it away. But uh, you do that. You like yeah. you pull the oil and then pour that in with uh, chang and honey, and it makes this. Nice. We call it the KFC sauce, and we put it on fried chicken. We make it's called the KFC sandwich. And it's, uh, it's like Korean fried chicken sandwich. That's yeah. exactly what it is with uh, like an Asian, nice. Asian slaw and pickles, and you just coat nice. it in that chang. Like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, dude, the bomb. I, I want to get down with the bombies, man. The bombies sound nice. You gotta um, get the dude. Bombies are badass. You know what the key to a good bombie is? We that, had we, that bread. The, the, that bread. Yeah, that yeah, cuts your right. mouth. Any good sandwich. Yeah, we had right, one here right. at Brick and Barrel. Somebody made one. I remember that. Oh my, that was amazing. Yeah, we worked together over there when we did that. <sighs> hey, what are they paying yeah. you out there an hour? Uh, so I mean, it ranges, but like things are getting things are getting pretty uh pretty crazy to be honest. 
But I've been looking at different kinds of restaurants, kind of like more higher rent for myself. I need to get, I, I want to get back on that line. But uh, everything that looks on the line, places that I'm looking at is anywhere from like 22 to 25. There's this one spot that's like 25 to 27. But uh, only, they're only looking for part time at the time. So I'm like, mm, maybe just to get in there. But, but uh, well, we were paying, we were paying, I mean, we were just a taco bar at the time. And we start off, well, it depends on much experience you have, right? So, but they sent us a thing. And it was like 1850 to start for dish. And then uh, from there, it was like, if you work line, and it's like 1950 to 2050. And then if you're a shift lead, I think it was like 2150 to 22. And I think like 2250 is like where they max out for our line cooks that are experienced that are reliable and shit like that. Dude, I hear that's like the bar, right? I think, I think you could probably like with your experience out here, I bet you can get 24, 25 dude. Even as a line, as a line, like a line Sue, like lead line or Sue. Yeah. You gotta, hourly. you gotta know your shit. You gotta be on it. You gotta be like on it for Cause, sure. Cause our friend, fuck you, Juan, he's a sous chef and he makes about 24. Yeah. He's a sous chef for Daniel Boyu. Okay. Yeah, I mean, right he on. works for a pimp, pimp Mac Daddy place down there. You know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do you, do you know who that guy is, Daniel Boyu? No, talk to me about he, him. He wrote a book called uh, like, like the Soul of a Chef or whatever. He's okay. this, he's this badass French dude who uh, uh, he's this badass French dude who like had to flee from. Um, uh, Paris, like during World War II, and he ended up going, like, leaving his sure. parents and going out to his aunt and uncle's farm. So he learned, like, the value of, like, uh, farm to table, you know, that kind of thing, and, like, yeah, yeah. learned how to cook. Fast forward, you know, he was a badass chef in fucking France for a long time. Then he came out here and uh, was a badass chef in, in America. Now, you know, in France, like, every really good chef gets to cook for whoever the president is out there, right? So when he got offered to be the executive chef for the Kennedy White House, he turned it down. He took a job with Howard <laughs> Johnson's. Isn't that funny? Like back then, Howard Johnson's was on the rise. It was a badass hotel chain. And you know what he did was he standardized, like he made uh, consistent <laughs> consistency in food a real thing. He invented the central kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, so, man. Like, you know, he was the, the consistency one, like, is key. Man. Consistency is key, man. He's the one that said, "Look, we're going to have Howard Johnsons in fifty states. We're going to have kitchens in fifty states that makes the food, and then when it gets there, it's just boom, boom, boom." You know, yeah, man. easy. All you got to do is heat this, boil this, salt this, send it. It's going to taste the same in Delaware as it does in San Diego. You know, but all his buddies, all his chef buddies, as he wrote in his book, gave him a hard time for it because they're like, "You turned down fucking JFK to work <laughs> for Hojo's," you know. <laughs> yeah, well, he, I mean, JFK he wasn't he wasn't gonna last that long anyway. Hey. <laughs> too soon, too soon. What? Oh, I, don't, I don't think so. Oh, never too soon. Never too soon. Not with, never too soon. Not with politicians. Never too soon. Never too soon. Did I tell you? That did I tell sucks. you? I made I made a Kobe joke like twenty minutes after I heard 
the helicopter side. Me too. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. Too. We were at work, and all of a sudden, one of the servers came up to me. He's like, oh, my God, did you hear about the helicopter crash? I was like, what crash? He's like, Kobe and his daughter. And I was like, oh, shit, that's fucked up. I was like, damn. <laughs> He's like, oh, apparently they lost control. And I was like, man, that's crazy. And, you know, we're in the middle of brunch service and shit, so I'm in the middle of brunch service. All of a sudden, I ball up a piece of paper, and the same server is, like, right by me, coincidentally. And I turn around, and I see a trash can, I look at the trash can, I go, Kobe, and it goes right in. And I was like, that was for you. Exactly. And he's like, what the fuck? I was like, the man's been dead for, like, 20 minutes. I was like, what? That was an honor. I made it. I didn't miss it. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's funny when you miss it and you yell that. <laughs> yeah, that would have been yeah. way more disrespectful, <laughs> but like, I made it. Oh. <laughs> isn't, that, like, isn't that the joke now? You just throw it on the ground? It's like, Kobe. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, yeah, you it's always, the other way now. You always got to yell something when you take the shot, right? You always got to yell something when yeah. you're taking that shot. And uh, it always used to be Kobe, bro. And after that, after that uh, huge accident, man, it was well, like. Well, people are afraid for, to miss now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better make that fucking shot now. <laughs> yeah, I told unless you're not, unless unless you're a Clippers fan, then it's like, yeah, fuck them, right? Uh, nah, nah, or, nah, or, nah. or any other team but the Lakers fan. You yeah, know. Celtics. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, anything, Sacramento yeah. Kings. Fuck the Lakers, man. They're our biggest rivals, man. You know. Nah, but the man was a goat. He was like definitely one of oh, like the yeah. top five. He, yeah, he was good. You he gotta respect. You gotta respect him. You know. Hey, on a yeah. totally unrelated subject, have you ever heard? You know the story about like how like American bumblebees can't fly. Like they shouldn't be able to fly. They're genetically not able to fly. What? No, I have not heard that. Yeah, they're supposed to like supposedly the way everything works. They like defy gravity the way they fly. So it's unreal. So the question is, what two bees should not fly? What two? Yeah, what two bees should not be able to fly? Well, you just said the American one, right? Yeah, the American bumblebee and the Kobe. What? Too soon? Too soon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one, maybe. That one, maybe a little too soon. I didn't know we were there with that. I, that I, caught I, me I by said, surprise. Like, not gonna lie. I don't know, like Malaysian or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know enough about bees. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's so